Hey, what's up, leaders? It has been a while since we've uploaded our latest podcast, and today we have a special one for you, so buckle up. It's going to be great. Just a reminder, hey, we have our Easter weekend services coming up uh, April 7th through the 9th, okay? So April 7th is a Friday. It's going to be Good Friday Mountaintop Prayer and Praise service, 7 p.m., and then we've got an Easter Saturday service and two Easter Sunday services, 9 and 11 a.m. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. And hey, get ready for today's episode. Hey, welcome back to the Next Gen Leadership Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Pastor Peyton, and I'm excited to bring you this podcast. It's been a minute since we've recorded a podcast, and so today I've got a really special topic that I want to talk to you about. It's a very specific topic, so you might be skipping through this podcast today. Um, But let me just remind you, if you're new to the show, we want to welcome you. Maybe you're a new leader, a new parent. Our goal is this, okay? Our goal is to reproduce well-rounded leaders so that we can impact the next generation of leaders, right? Not just kids, not just students. We believe that the next generation is going to lead us. And so we want to reproduce them as well. And so if you're a parent joining us, welcome. If you're a leader joining us, welcome. We've got a topic today called it's just a phase, so don't miss it. Catch that? It's just a phase, so don't miss it. And what we're going to be talking about is the phases of life, the phases of a kid's life, the phases of a student's life as a student enters adulthood, right? And we don't want to, I think the worst thing that we can do as leaders and as parents is is to go, well, this is how it was when I was a kid. Okay, this is how it was when I was a kid. So this is how I'm going to now treat somebody like how I was, right? So let me let me start by this. If you got a piece of paper next to you, maybe you got your phone, pull out your notes. I want to I want to give you a little icebreaker as we begin this segment of talking about phases of life. Okay, ready? I want you to put yourself back in your mindset of either your kid's age or wherever you serve age. So if you serve in sixth grade. Uh, circles, I want you to go backwards in time, picture yourself as an 11 or 12 year old. Okay. And now answer these questions in your head or on a piece of paper. Ready? Okay. Question number one is this, what did you look like? What did you look like? I can remember I looked like Harry Potter when I was, when I was in sixth grade. Okay. What did you look like? Got that answer? All right, let's go to number two. Number two, what was your favorite movie? What was your favorite TV show? Or what was your favorite music, right? So what was your favorite uh, piece of media, okay? And what what was it? Write it down. Maybe it was appropriate. Maybe it was inappropriate, okay? Uh, It's a good thing only you're looking at this, right? Got that one? Question one, what did you look like? Question two, what were your favorite movies, TV shows, music? And question three, what is a way that you saw the world differently than you do now. What was one way that you saw the world differently than you do now? Listen, we we talk about this topic because I think that last question hits home with a lot of us, right? We saw the world differently when we were younger than we do now. 
Yes, I understand maturity plays a factor in that. Yes, I understand um, life experience and brain development plays a, a part in that. But that is why we want to address the phases of life. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of group these phases of life into uh, segments, okay? So let's talk about these segments really quick. Let's talk about early childhood, okay? When I talk about early childhood, I'm talking about birth through about four years old, okay? Birth to four years old. I'm going to talk about what our role is as a leader, as a parent. And parents, you know, I understand. I want to recognize I'm not a parent myself, but I do want to recognize there's more to parenting than just these things. So my goal here is to give you just a little nugget, a little bit more uh, encouragement to go move forward and go, hey, they're in this phase right now. Don't miss it, right? So so we got, uh, we're going to have our role as a leader, as a parent, uh, and what every early childhood kid wants to know. Okay, what what is what a baby know? Uh, what do they want to know? And then as well as what does a four year old want to know? Let's then let's move on. Let's move on to the elementary phase. We're gonna kind of break this up into two different phases. Okay, what's their role? And then also uh, what do they want to know? So kindergarten through fifth grade. Then we're gonna talk about sixth grade through eighth grade. Okay. Sixth grade's a little tricky because sixth graders, um, they're a little less developed than obviously an eighth grader would be, but we still want to kind of loop them in and kind of talk about that idea of, of a sixth grader. We're going to kind of uh, correlate them closely to a seventh grader in this, in this segment, okay? And then last but not least, we want to talk about high schoolers, okay? So from ninth to twelfth grade. So if you're listening right now, you have the freedom in the next five to 10 minutes to skip ahead <laughs> to whatever phase that is appropriate for you. You can listen to it all if you want uh, and be prepared for life, or you can just right now listen to the one that you want to listen to. So let's start at the very bottom. Let's start with a newborn baby all the way to a four-year-old, okay? Newborn babies, listen, it's, it's the first crisis of life. Babies arrive in the world and they don't know their language, they, they have very little control over their body, but they're quickly forming impressions about themselves in the world, okay? Here's what at least babies want to know. Babies want to know, am I safe, okay? Am I safe? Let's move on. Uh, let, let's move on to uh, one-year-olds, two-year-olds, three-year-olds, and four-year-olds, or one-year-olds and two-year-olds first, okay? One-year-olds and two-year-olds want to know, am I safe? able, right? They're becoming a little bit more dependent, uh, they're learning how to walk, and so they want to become more able. And three and four-year-olds want to know, am I okay? Am I okay where I'm at? So what is our role? Our role as leaders, our role uh, specifically as leaders as parents, is to embrace their physical needs, okay? So we don't neglect physically. We, we appropriately embrace physical needs. We get on their level, right? We help them understand that they are able, they are okay, right? They are safe. And so whatever that looks like, whether you're serving in a classroom or maybe your parent at home, embrace their physical needs appropriately, right? Let's move on. Let's go to elementary, okay? Let's talk specifically kindergarten and first graders, okay? School is a crisis. Now we've hit another crisis point in life. Kids, parents are now sending their kids away somewhere for eight hours a day to a school or depending on whatever kindergarten you go to, right? Uh, and so for parents, this is a crisis. For kids, this is a crisis. They're adjusting to a big change. We have to know that as leaders. And so what does every kindergarten and first grader want to know? They want to know 
do I have your attention? Do I have your attention? I remember as a, a new next-gen pastor coming in and going, wow, these kids really, 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 really want my attention, right? So what do I do? I give them my attention, and I help direct them appropriately based on that. Let's talk about second and third graders, right? Second and third graders want to know, do I have what it takes? Do I have what it takes? They're starting to become more socially aware and compare to things. Fourth and fifth graders, listen, they want to know, do I have friends? This might sound cliche, but research actually shows that there's extraordinary value in having a best friend in fourth grade. Kids need to share their most authentic versions of themselves. So what do we need to know in elementary, okay? Here's our role. Our role is to engage their interests. We've got to engage their interests, be interested about the things that they're interested about. If you've ever served in elementary, you've probably heard this phrase a few times. Oh, guess what I'm doing today? Oh, guess guess what mom and dad brought home today? Maybe it's a dog. Maybe they're going out to, to Disney World next month, right? They want you to be interested in the things that they're interested in, right? So what do we do? We engage their interests. Let's move on to middle school. Middle school. Let's talk sixth and seventh grade. Sixth and seventh graders want to know, who am I? Who am I, right? I think some of us still question that to this day, right? Who am I? I'll never forget as a a new youth pastor, I have always seen that shift from fifth to sixth grade. It is a very hard shift because now there's this weight of expectation of now I have to be something, right? So sixth and seventh grade, they're figuring out who am I? As you become an eighth grader, you become a little bit more socially aware. You're a little bit more emerging on your sense of control and they're increasingly able to self-regulate their actions, emotions, and activities, but this creates a new tension for teenagers to resolve, right? Who do I want to be? So what do we do in middle school? We affirm their personal journey. We affirm their personal journey. Now, you might be on this podcast and going, well, you don't know the middle schooler that I serve with or the middle schooler that I have. They want nothing to do with me. So what do we do? We just affirm where they're at. We're affirming their personal journey. Because I'll tell you, as we get into high school, I have seen that shift from middle school to high school over and over and over again. And you see that maturity kicking in ninth grade. So if we're affirming them in middle school, guess what? They're going to be more receptive in high school. Let's talk about high school now. The first, uh, each each different grade has a different uh, thing that they want to know. So let me let me address that right here, okay? In ninth grade, every ninth grader wants to know where do I belong. We are next to our church's next to a high school uh, that is about two thousand kids large. Two thousand kids large. Clearly, it is hard to find where you belong in a two thousand per, uh, person. Uh, school, right? High school. And so they want to know where do I belong, right? So they've become a little bit more reserved. They're kind of taking it all in and they want to know where I belong, right? 10th grade. Now they start getting to this faith question. Okay. Not that faith isn't uh, happening beforehand, but they really, really are starting to wonder why should I believe? Okay. Why should I believe? You're hoping to get through this phase with as much few crises, or I'm sorry, with as few crises as possible, but they will push 
the limits here. They're going to question you. They're going to rebel a little bit, even though you never did, right? As, as a parent, even though you never did as a leader, right? This is where a little bit of change and rebellion happens. Why should I believe? Uh, juniors, what do they want to know? Juniors in high school, they want to know, how can I matter, right? How can I matter? How can I make a difference, not only in my community around me, but in my future? They're starting to think future-oriented here. And 12th graders, what will I do? What will I do? What will I do with my life? What will I do with my friends? Where will I go to college? All these questions come about. So what do we do for high schoolers? We mobilize their potential, okay? We've got to mobilize their potential. I've seen high schoolers check out when they get into high school because they're not being mobilized. So we as leaders need to, in middle school, affirm their journey, and then in high school, mobilize them, right? We could even start earlier, right? What does mobilizing look like? I think serving is a huge part of that, right? Serving, um, being a genuine person, going out and, and challenging them to do things that are that are big and scary, right? Mobilizing them to their potential. So as we talk through all of these phases, right, as we kind of close out today, I want to encourage you with a couple things. One, hey, you've got this. Whatever area you're in, you can do this. We're going to release more podcasts here uh, in the next couple of months. We'll bring on some more leaders. I'm excited to bring on some more insights about leadership. But as we continue forward, I want to encourage you to say you're doing a great job. All right. Keep going. Don't quit. When life gets hard, when the phases get hard, when uh, when you're trying to teach and grow a student and and or a kid and help them lead them to Jesus, I want to encourage you, don't quit. Continue to go. And one last thing. It's just a phase. So don't miss it. Be present, be aware, be involved. It's just a phase. So don't miss it. <laughs>